Welcome to the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. Hey, uh, welcome to the Shark Bite Show. Uh, audio is being a little funky again. We're going to pretend it's not. Um, today, I am here with, with Mike Sintrum. Uh, Mike is a Cape Coral police officer. I am. Um, he is a player on the Southwest Florida Sharks. I am. He is my uh, life partner. Competitions, also CrossFit true. competitions, and, and one of my best friends. He's been a member here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. We got him a booster seat, so he's ready to go. <sighs> I feel better. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Mike, let's dive in, dude. Who are yeah. you? Where are you from? Um, what do you do for work? Tell me a little bit about you. Yeah. Mike Sintron. Uh, I've been doing CrossFit for three years now. Um, only here. Back when it was CrossFit Cape Coral. Mm-hmm. And uh, born and raised here. Never moved out of Lee County. Hopefully never will. <laughs> I love it here. Um, I'm a police officer for the city of Cape Coral. Uh, just got in the canine unit back in January. Yeah. Yep. After uh, five years of wanting it, finally got picked. So, yeah, training with uh, my canine and doing CrossFit's pretty much all I do. Yeah, that was cool. I, I watched you go through a, a lot of that process yeah, to, yeah. to try to become a canine officer, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a lot of getting bit. It's a lot of decoying in a bite suit. It's a lot of hiding, a lot of sweating. It's, but you learn a lot, you know, it sucks. It really does. Mm-hmm. And for the first half of the five years, I didn't get paid for it. So it was on my own time <laughs> getting bit, getting bloody. And, uh, but you learn a lot, you get in good with the guys. They trust you, you trust them. And hopefully one day you get selected. And I was lucky enough to get selected in January. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so to confirm, right? Like you've been a police officer for how many years now? It'll be eight years in September. Eight years. Okay. And so then what is your actual position? What, what did you do before and what's your position now? I was in patrol. So the guys you see driving around and you think they're doing nothing, that was me. <laughs> Most of the time they are doing nothing, especially <laughs> here in Cape Coral. But yeah, that was me for the first seven years. Um, you know, just driving around, work both days and nights all throughout the city. Um, now that I'm on the canine, I'll still be on the road. Um, I just won't be... I guess answering calls, I'll be a more more of a support for the guys that need the canine. Mm-hmm. So, um, I won't be handling disturbances or bar fights or stuff like that. I'll be going to, you know, missing persons or uh, drug searches or search warrants. Pretty much all the fun stuff we get to do now. So and you get called out for like specialized calls. We do. I get called out for canine, or I will be getting called out for canine when we finish school, um, and then I get called out for SWAT, which intertwined with canine. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, you know, being a first responder, right? Like how, how is fitness important to you? Why does that matter to you? Oh man, that's probably other than mental health, physical fitness is probably the most important thing as a first responder, not only for yourself, but for your backup or when you're backup for your partners, you know, um, you can't, you're, you're wearing, you're wearing a vest and gear all day. It's heavy. You know, you're sweating, you're constantly moving. Um, fitness is really important with that because let's say your partner's down an alleyway, getting beat up, you're 200 yards away. You got to run your ass off to get there and hopefully you're still, you know, have enough gas to help him mm-hmm. or her. And, um, and I think it's really something that a lot of first responders are getting away from. Um, I mean, as crappy as it is, but you see a lot of heavier cops or whatever the case may be. And it's just not as important, I think, as it used to be, because there is no fitness test. There is no mandatory standard. You know, you can just do whatever you want as long as you can pass the initial test. So, yeah, it's interesting how that is, right? That that happened in the military a little bit as we got kind of out of um, like active wartime. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we still have people deployed, but we're we're in what's, or at least we're beginning to be in what's called like a garrison army, you know, right. where like we're, we're training to train, not training to fight. Right. And with that, all of the PT standards dropped quite a bit. And you started to see that, you know, it'd be like, we'd be coming back from a deployment and you, re- you remember what type of fitness you had to be in to be okay there. Right. And then you're seeing guys who are just not doing that. Right. Um, it's interesting to see that that happens in the real world as well. Yeah. It's hard because, you know, in the academy, you have PT every day. Mm-hmm. So you're almost forced to stay in shape. You don't want to be that guy at the end. You know, you don't want to be first, but you don't want to be last, Mm -hmm. you know, but once you're done with the Academy, there really is no standard unless you're trying out for SWAT or canine, um, where there is a mandatory test you have to take yearly. But so you get a lot of guys that 
right off the bat, right out of the academy, go on nights where probably isn't the healthiest eating. You yeah, know, right, the only right. things open are Wawa or 7-Eleven and Wendy's, Taco Bell. And you're, you're in your car on nights a lot more. So you're just constantly sitting. You're not moving. You're just trying to stay awake. Where as days, you're always out of your car in the heat and stuff like that. But so I think a lot of officers get away from that. And it takes a reality check to get back on board, I think. It, it takes some a major event happening where you're like, holy crap, I could have died. Yeah, I feel like that <clears throat> probably requires just like a ton of discipline, right? And I, it does, because there's no one there watching you. Mm. There's no one there forcing you to work out. So guys work nights, they get up or they get home at 7 a.m., get up at 2, 3 in the afternoon. Mm. They got to work that night again. The last thing they want to do is, oh, I got to get up and go to the gym. Oh, I got to get up and go for a run. I got to stay in shape. And then it goes back to the food where it's like, I don't really want to meal prep. I don't mm. really want to do this. I just want to eat fast. I just want to, you know, move on with my life. And it sucks, but it's a reality. So, well, you, so you talked about those significant events, right? Like, did you have one of those? I did. I, I did. So earlier in my career, probably about two years on, you know, I'm gun ho. I'm like, Oh, I'm in great shape. I'm lifting weights. I don't need to run. What do I need to run for? I'll, I'll do cardio by lifting weights faster. You know, it's all about how much you can lift, not, you know, how far I've, you can run. I've seen pictures of you back then. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, all I did was lift weights. I was a guy in the squat rack curling, you know, that was that guy. <laughs> so I was benching and never would run, never would run. And I, I still to this day hate running, but you know, we had an incident where there was a traffic stop. My partner pulled somebody over on Del Prado, not far from here. Um, two occupants in the car for whatever reason, he called for me to come up and we needed to get them out of the car. Um, I don't know if he wanted to have the dog run for drugs, which they can't be in the car for, or one of them had a warrant, whatever the case may be, they needed to get out of the car. So he goes to the driver's side, he gets the driver out, walks him back to the rear of his car. Um, he asked me, Hey man, you mind grabbing that passenger for me? Yeah, no problem. You know, I have the passenger open the door from him. I'm like, Hey, just let me see your hands and I'll walk you back, follow your partner back there. So I open the door for him. He starts walking back. I close the door. He takes a look at me, takes off running northbound on Del Prado. Mm. I look at my partner. He's got someone there. It's on me now. Crap. I take off after him. Not even four or five seconds. He's already got 40, 50 yards on me. He's, he's leaving me like, like I'm not even moving. He's, mm. you know, and I'm huffing and puffing. I'm thinking I'm catching him. I'm nowhere near catching him. So he makes a right behind the uh, lobster place up there. And of course, you know, a corner, you have to slow down and take it, you know, so you don't get ambushed. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to call out my position. I'm slowing down and I sound like an absolute soup sandwich on the radio. I'm mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't know where he's running. Like, you know, made a fool, you know, yeah. I had no idea where I was. All I cared about was, you know, lowering my heart rate, trying to figure out what was going on, you know. So we ended up not catching him, um, cleared the traffic stop. No one got hurt, thankfully. Um, but we go back to the PD and, you know, it's all fun and games. Oh, you let that guy beat you in a race. I can't believe you let him smoke you like that. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, just a guy, the alpha, like that would have never happened if it was me, you know, like, yeah, 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 whatever. They're like, man, you're lucky you didn't circle back and, you know, come hurt you guys. You know, you got to work on your fitness and this and that because, man, you sound like crap on the radio. Mm -hmm. Like, we had no idea where you were. We had no idea what the guy looked like. We had no idea anything. We had no description because you were too busy huffing and puffing. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. So I, again, my car, pull out of the station, go down a couple streets, uh, park my car, shut it off or whatever, and just absolutely felt sorry for myself. Like, man, I can't believe that I let that happen. I'm still new. These guys are going to, this by tomorrow morning, it's going to be wildfire. Everybody's going to know in the department that I can't run. Yeah. And so from that point, you know, I, I never wanted to feel like that again. I never wanted to feel like I just didn't prepare. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't physically ready. I wasn't because God forbid he would have circled back and, you know, done whatever. But and from that point, I just refused to never let that happen again. I, I think that's actually pretty cool, right? Because you you can. You could have chosen to go a different route after that, right? You, mm -hmm. you could have chosen to be like, oh, well, you know, nothing happened. Therefore, it was OK. Right. We um, went on my second deployment in Iraq I had a similar story. We we had a sniper 
shoot one of our guys, right? And he ended up being okay. He, he was he was fine. Luckily, those bulletproof vests work really well. Right. Um, but we had a he got he got shot. Uh, the gunner in one of our turrets like pointed at a guy, and we watched the guy get into a van, and then the van took off. Right, and we're in like a city area. Um, me and four other guys took off after this van, right? And like it's it's a van, it's a vehicle moving, and we're wearing full kit in like the summer in Iraq, and we're running after him. And I remember as we're running, people just dropping off, you right. know. And then we're we're going, and eventually we get to the to the van, and I hit it with my gun, and the the back window breaks, and that caused them to stop. And um, they get out, and like long story short, it wasn't the right guy. Right. He was okay, and, right. you know. He was scared as shit. He had no idea why we were doing right. this. But I remember realizing also that it's like me and my buddy Bo, we're the only two that made it this far. Mm -hmm. And we're now like, we're, we you know, we're probably like a quarter mile, half mile into like right. enemy territory by ourselves when we should have had like half a squad where the people with us. Right. And it, the thing you're talking about, it had that same effect on all but one of those guys. Like one of the dudes decided to be a turd and say, luckily nothing happened. But everybody else, when we got back to the base that day, they were like, that's never happening again. Right. And it was like the next day I even drove. I'm like, man, he had to have run at least half a mile. And that's why, you know, I start, you start making excuses. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I'm not in that bad of shape. Mm -hmm, am I like mm -hmm. the next morning I wake up? I can't be in that bad of shape. And I'm like, he had to have run mile, half mile. You know, I go back driving through the next day. It's literally from here to the 400 meter. Like, uh, like it really wasn't anything that should have happened the way it did. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's, it's like one of those things where, you either use that as a reality check or you use that as an, you know, well, whatever. It's Cape Coral that happens once every so often. You know, I'm not in Fort right, Myers right. Working downtown, you know, but, you know, it, it definitely made me lift less weights and run more, you know, and then it got me to a point where, OK, I can do this now. And, you know, maybe I might try out for SWAT, cause, you know, this and that. And now with SWAT and canine, I, I don't have a choice. Mm. I, I have zero choice. I have to be in the best shape I can be because not only does my dog rely on it because he he's tracking. I have to follow him. I go at his pace. Mm. I can't hold him back. You know? Yeah. I've met him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I can't hold him back. So if he's running a mile on a track, I'm running a mile on whoever's with me is running a mile on the track, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and then SWAT, you know, it, you just have to be in shape because those are the most in shape guys. And you don't want to be at the bottom of that pole because they'll never let you live it down. So, well, and I feel like it also has a really cool benefit in that it's a deterrent, right? Mm. Like, uh, was it like Jackie Chan or somebody said something along the lines of like, the best way to fight is to not fight, right? right? You know, the, the best way to not have an altercation is to make it so people don't want to have an altercation. Right. You don't, you don't look like a target when you're in shape. Right. You know? Mm. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, you bring suspects out or something like that, or, and they say, if that guy arrests me, I would have ran from him. And they just look you up and down all the time, just just checking out like mm, i might make it if i run from this guy i might be able to fight this guy and win you know you just don't want to be that guy you don't want to be yeah. the one with you know freaking cheese crumbs on your shirt while you're drinking your big gulp and trying to arrest someone you know yeah i, I think it's cool because that's that's a good way to, to make you safe to make everybody around you safe make sager your dog safe make mm -hmm. your partner safe um talk to me about sager then. Um, yeah because sager, sager for anyone who doesn't know is is mike's dog uh, his, his, work, his working yeah. dog, his canine dog. And oh man. I love that little guy. He's a little velociraptor, yeah, right? Yeah. I light, I light up when you talk about that. Yeah. Dog. Oh man. I love him. He, he is, uh, he's a handful, but he has in the seven months I've had him, I got him back in January. Um, he came from Hungary. Um, he's on French commands. He is a almost two year old Belgian Malinois. Um, he's a little pocket, little small, little Belgian Malinois, not the big ones, but he has completely turned my life upside down. He has changed my life for the better and, you know, for the worse because he's a handful. <laughs> but he's taught me so much. I've learned so much from that dog's, you know, just patience and just how smart these animals truly are. And as soon as he does something that we've been working so hard to do, it just makes my day that much better, you know. But he is definitely not a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the things I struggled with when I first got on the unit. Cause I have two German shepherds that are huge bets, like big cuddly, like yeah, they're, come, they're goofballs. Yeah. Huge goofballs. And, uh, so that was a reality check for me is that this is a highly aggressive animal. 
you know, the, you know, especially when I first got him, he wanted nothing to do with me when I first got him. We would, you know, take him on walks. He could care less who was on the other end of the leash. He was going to do whatever he wanted to do. Mm. And then he would grab things and he would look at me like, go ahead and try and take it away. Like, so when I first got him, I was, my trainer would be like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Eventually we're going to do this. We're eventually going to be off leash doing this. I'm like, you want me to do that with this animal? Like, <laughs> there's no way this dog is crazy. <laughs> um, and, and just step by step, you just build that bond and that trust. And it, it's just something that has completely changed my outlook on everything. And, taught me more patience with pretty much everything. Yeah. I remember you, uh, when you brought him in early versus when I've seen him recently, a very different dog. It seems like mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. He's, I want to say he's calmed down. He's more controlled. He's, mm-hmm. he's a different kind of controlled chaos. So, um, I read something the other day that said, these dogs are great at doing everything, just not doing nothing. They suck at doing nothing. And that's him to a T you put him on a job. You tell him to do obedience commands. He he's up and down. He's ready. He's good to go. It's when you leave him alone and he has nothing to do. That's the issue that uh-huh. we've run into a lot. He's destroyed patrol cars. He's destroyed kennels. He destroyed my garage. He's very good when he's working, but he's like I said, not a pet. And it's taken a lot of time and thousands of reps of just you know doing the same thing over and over and over again and just. He's only eaten food out of my hands since the day I've had him. So he knows, like, you, I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know. But our bond is getting there. It's getting there really quick. And, you know, he's someone else is holding the leash now, and he's looking for me. He doesn't care about anything else. He's just looking for me. So it, it's exciting. It's We got about two or three more weeks of training, and then we'll hit the road, and then the fun starts. That's cool. I, yeah, I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We'll um, you So you had a... You, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. You have a, a family history, right? That, mm-hmm. that caused you to, to care about fitness and health. I do. You want yeah. to talk about that? Yeah. I come from a, a Puerto Rican family. So believe it or not, <laughs> um, which diets consist of a lot of carbs, a lot of fats, you know, probably to the point where it's unhealthy, mm. you know, every day at my grandma's house, my grandma basically raised me, um, from kindergarten to high school, every day was rice and beans and some kind of fried food, pork chops, chicken, you know, um, always had dessert, always had candy, always had, you know, chips and stuff. And they were just stuffing that because, you know, old Puerto Rican ladies, they think, oh, their grandchildren got to be plump and yeah. healthy, you know? Yeah. So they think it's so cute when a little meatballs running around, <laughs> uh, no matter how unhealthy it is to you know we'd eat french fries every day as a snack before dinner and it was you know got to a point where everyone that i grew up with that i knew growing up was obese was or struggled with high blood pressure struggle with uh, diabetes you know my mom has diabetes you know she sometimes takes insulin Uh, my uncle her brother's diabetic you know all my elders my grandparents great-grandparents all had diabetes all were obese my dad and you know he's obese so growing up that was the norm almost mm-hmm. you know and it was almost encouraged because as soon as you say you don't want to tell you don't want to eat or something like that they say oh why you're looking skinny yeah why you know, what, why why yeah, right yeah. why mm-hmm. so it wasn't until about later in high school where i was like you know this this isn't cool like to be this way it's not good to eat the things that I'm eating. It's not. So try That's when I started lifting mm. and stuff like that. I started to get a little bit more shape, but I just refuse to be a statistic for diabetes, for high blood pressure, for all these things that can be prevented mm-hmm. by just changing your diet and by moving an hour a day, just getting off the couch, getting off whatever it is, you know, your phone, your computer, whatever the case may be. And especially with you know, everything being so remote now, it's it's almost dangerous because uh-huh. you're home uh-huh. all the time sitting. And it's to a point where you have to change your life or you're going to be that statistic. You're going to be the insulin dependent person. You're going to be the person who sits up at a chair and is breathing heavy. Uh-huh. You know, and I I struggle with that, you know, especially once my grandparents are getting older and they're still, you know, obese. And, you know, and it's really no way of sugarcoating it because you start sugarcoating 
oh, you know, that's what they say. You're not, you're not fat. You're just chubby. You're just husky. You wear husky shorts. Mm. You know, you're fat. You know, you're you're obese. You got, you almost have to just accept it and change it. And you know, it's just something that you have to move well, forward with. Yeah, right. Because like, there's a difference between like body positivity, which is important, and then like, you know, promoting unhealthiness. Correct. Yeah. Right? You, especially with things like type two diabetes, which are completely preventable. Right. You know. You, that's not the same as type one diabetes for anyone listening. Those are very right. different things. Right. But you can fix it by making small changes. Right. And and you don't have to make drastic changes either. You know? Right. And I have this debate with my mom all the time. She always complains and, you know, Michael, I can't do this because, you know, my diabetes, my blood sugar gets low. I mm-hmm. have to go take my insulin. I'm like, I go to her house and I open up the fridge and there's nothing but junk. Like mom, well, like, what are you doing? Like, what what did you do today? Oh, I've been on the couch, you know, doing nothing. Go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Do something. Just I'm not saying go out there and light the world on fire. Just one or two things. Don't eat this this week and go for a walk to the end of the block and come back. That right there, right? That's why a lot of people, I think, don't make changes, right? It's because they think that they have to do everything. Right. Right. Not realizing that literally we're at a walk a day right. would make a very big difference in most people's lives. Right. Eating a little bit, you know, like eating a, a portion of vegetables in one of your meals would, right. would make a massive difference. Right. You know, just take one thing out, mm-hmm. just one thing out, one thing at a time and just move. Mm-hmm. You don't even, you don't have to do anything. Just move your body. And the quicker people realize that, I think the easier it'll be that, oh, I don't have to go on keto i can't give up all my breads you Uh know i can't do this i can't go do crossfit i can't do bodybuilding like no we're not no one's asking you that we're just asking you to move and change one thing at a time yeah the the over quarantine i know a lot of people you know our quarantine wasn't very long here but in a lot of the rest of the country in the world it was a lot of people were saying because they couldn't work out you know that's why they put on weight and yeah it wasn't your you know, your one hour a day of working out, it was the right. not walking around at all right. for an entire day. You know, you lose 10,000 steps a day. You're going to start to put weight back on. Right. You know? Right. And it, and I also think that leads to the, a depression. Yeah, right? totally. A yeah. total mm-hmm. depression where you're cooped up and you're feeling down because you can't, you feel like you can't go out into society or you can't do anything. And then you eat more, you mm-hmm. eat more because mm-hmm. you're bored. Mm-hmm. You're bored. You can only do so much at home. Right. I right. hate being home. I hate it because I literally will just sleep. That's all I do. I'll sleep and eat, sleep and eat, sleep mm-hmm. and eat. That's all I do when I'm home. I will be home five minutes a day if I could, you know. But you get quarantined. You get all this, you know, COVID stuff going on. And it's like a vicious circle where you're not doing anything. You're putting on weight. You get depressed. So you eat more because you're putting on weight. Right. And then you just keep going. And it's like a circle. I know that I've seen it a lot. I mean, I... You know, I, with being a cop, I was never quarantined from my job or remote from my job. But even I was like, man, I can't go to the gym. Ah, I just, I don't know, go on a mile run and then I'll just go stuff my face, uh-huh, you uh-huh. know? So I think the gym aspect is made, you know, a major thing, just getting out of the house and go, having a place to go to for that hour a day. But if you don't have that, just walk. Yeah, right. Just just do a thing. Just, just do something. Anything. Right. Cause you and I know that aside from just physically, how much mentally this helps us, right? Like right. just just having a, a thing we look forward to doing every day that, that moves us physically. Well, if not only that, it's also just the interaction with people. Cause you you see all kinds of people here, you know, all mm-hmm. different body types, all different levels of fitness and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, I can do this, mm-hmm. you know. I love watching Mrs. Davis work out. Yeah, I right? do love watching Mrs. Davis work out. Shout out Janet. I love Mrs. Davis mm-hmm. and Joe, you know, you think you can't do things. And then you see these amazing people do the things that they need to, mm-hmm. to keep that healthier lifestyle. And it, it's motivational. It's inspiring to watch them do that. Well, so that now that you brought that up, let's talk about that. What's, what's your experience at, at you know, first CrossFit Cape Coral and now shark bite. What's that been like for you? <sighs> Man, I was thinking about that on the way here. Yeah. I don't remember life before CrossFit. Like, <laughs> I don't like all my whole life. I feel like started from the day I signed up here. Yeah. Because I don't know if you remember, but I signed up for CrossFit. Um, I had just made the SWAT team. Um, 
you know, feeling like I can light the world on fire because I survived the hardest day of my life. Yeah. Um, during SWAT tryouts, I went to SWAT school and it was another reality check. <laughs> these are the fittest guys, you know? Yeah. And I'm huffing and puffing and I'm thinking I'm in good shape and this guy's laughing at me, you know, like kind of like every other class. But <laughs> so I go there and, I, you know, I'm the type of person that like, if you're better at something than me, I want to know what you're doing because I want to do what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I'm always open to changing things that'll make me better. So I would go to him and I'd be like, hey, man, like we just finished PT and like at the chow hall and we just finished PT. Why, how are you in such good shape? Like guys and girls. Yeah. I'm like, how did you just run like that without, you know, doing all those air squats? Your legs weren't hurting like every single one of them. Hey, man, back home, I do CrossFit. Back home, I do CrossFit. You know, I'm a swimmer, but I got into CrossFit, you know, this and that and. I'm like, okay, I got home that Friday, signed up here on Monday. I, so I remember that conversation. You were like, you know, I, I made it and uh, I passed, but I was like the worst one there. Right. And that was like your day one. I yeah. remember that. Well, I remember I, I came in and I'm like for the, for the free class or the intro class, I guess it was called. And I was like, Hey man, I want to, you know, try an intro class. And you were coaching. It was nine 30. And uh, he's like, or you were like, um, yeah, I'll write a board for you and I'll let you do that workout. And after you're done, let me know how you feel and we'll uh, we'll go from there. I'm like, okay. So you write up the board. It was like five rounds. It was 200 meter run, 10 push-ups, 15 <laughs> sit-ups, 20 air squats, right? <laughs> and I was like, I looked at the board and I'm like, like, I, I think you missed the part where I told you I just passed SWAT school. Like, this isn't like I'm... I did this for the past six months. Like, what, this is what you want me to do? I want to do what those people are doing. They're like doing, you know, uh, cleaning jerks and box jumps. I'm, I'm like, well, I want to do. That's what everyone at SWAT school is doing. I want to do that. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, just do that. And then we'll we'll go from there. And I remember I got on round four and I was like, this was a mistake. <laughs> and I came back for round five and I'm on the ground. I was like, and you're like, hey, man, how'd you like it? I'm like, when do I sign up? When do I sign up? This is, this is exactly what I need. And I have never turned back since, ever since then. That's one of my favorite moments over the many years of running the gym is when a young in shape guy comes in, you know, mm. and they're like, oh, I got this. This is nothing. Yeah. It's CrossFit is the only thing I've experienced in my life that I still, to this day, three years in, I can't master just like, just the idea of being so in shape like yeah there's always someone better right always. no matter what always there's always someone better unless you're like matt frazier you know god forbid but there's always someone better at something like one workout you might feel like okay you know burpees and pull-ups okay i might win this workout and then running in cleans and you come in last place there's mm -hmm. always something that you can get better at and that's probably my favorite thing that I've learned here, no matter what, you're not going to be the best. Well, dude, so you're, you're three years in, right? And you have that feeling still, I'm like 10 years in and I still have that feeling. Right. That's what's so cool about it, right? You don't, you can't win this game. There is no winning. This no, game. there's always more progression that can happen. Right. Cause you, you want to do, a, okay. You win the rowing and wall ball workout. All right. Let's do burpees over bar and thrusters. I'd love to not do that ever. Right. If we so can, it's like, <laughs> we could not do that. Okay. Well, I'm not going to win that. So then you try and get better at that. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, let's do a muscle ring muscle up and handstand walk workout. Crap. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. And it's still like, I think I'm in good shape and I'm, I haven't even touched the top, you know, like it's, it's so far down the road. Like, I don't think I'll ever reach it, but I'm along for the journey to try and. Right. Cause that's kind of the fun of it. Right. right. It's like it, it, like I play a lot of video games. I know you're not a, a big nerd right. like I am, right. but a big part of the fun of that is like the process of getting to a place. It's not beating it. It's the stuff you do along the way. Right. Right. And that's, that's how this is. It's and, cool to hear you say that. Well, the thing is also is that like you work out with the, you know, the people in your class, you, you build a good relationship with them. And I've built a pretty good relationship with all my friends here. All my best friends are from here going back to what cross, you know, this place has brought to me. It's brought all my best friends, you know, other than cops. We're from here. Me and you, we go on vacations with yeah. guys we met here. You yeah, know? we're not going to talk about those. Right. So don't That's, don't ask. Don't even think about it. So, <laughs> and you know, people I need help with. My realtors from here. Mm -hmm. You know, my pest guys from here. You know, anything I need, like Charlie. If I have a question about a house, I go to Charlie. You mm -hmm. know, and my AC goes out immediately. Call a guy here. Mm -hmm. You know, 
So just it just encompasses everything, like the community here. And it's, it's like a one-stop shop. You can get literally everything here. You don't need, you can get nutrition advice here. You can get everything here. And I just, I think I've appreciated it more and more as the years go on, just that relationship vibe. Yeah, it's, it's a cool feeling. We just had um, two new couples come down here. They, they moved, they had dropped in with us a bunch of times and then now they moved down here. So they joined the gym and one, the, one of the guys asked me for like four different things. He's like, Hey, do you know anyone who knows this? I was like, yep. Do you know anybody? <laughs> right. Yep. Uh, this person, here's his number, call him. He's like, you just, you just saved me like, like a hundred hours worth of work. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's our gym, dude. No, <laughs> right. And it's not only like that. It's just, you get to go through grueling workouts with these people. So like, you build that relationship to where you can trust them, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, stuff like that. Cause you know, I don't like a lot of people coming to my house. Like if I need my AC worked on, I don't like a stranger coming to my house. You know, and if I have something, a leak, whatever the case may be. So you build those relationships where you trust these people. Cause you know, they're for one great people, mm-hmm. you know, you've socialized and interacted with all these people and you trust them. And I mean, anyone who can go through Fran with me, you can come into my house, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's a good so, point. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I tell everybody that too. When they move down here, like this is where all my friends came from also. Right. Like they might not go to the gym anymore, but this is probably where I met them. Right. My girlfriend. Know? Yeah. From here. Co- you know? Coach Rachel. Coach Rachel. Big shout Coach Rachel. You know, the kids, I, you know, without this place of my life, I don't, honestly don't know where my life would be right now without this place. I'm going to convince Shannon to come on this at some point. And I, I think that'll be a really interesting talk to have he and I be like, what was our life before right. this? Cause I genuinely don't remember it at this point. Yeah. Three years ago, and I struggled to remember, like, what did I do for fun? Like, I don't remember, you know, but it's it's only getting better, too. It's only it's really only getting better each year that goes by. Last year was tough, but it gets better. It really does. And I would tell anyone just if you think if you're afraid, if you have any resistance in coming here, just try it, man. Just try it. Cool. I hope that works. <laughs> uh, just try it. So you you play on the Southwest Florida Sharks as well, right? You're wearing the shirt. I am. Yep, you're one play of our... is a no, you dude. Two years ago that joke was okay. Yeah, now, that, was now... My, that was my red shirt year. Yeah, we, I yeah, red shirted that year. We red shirted you. Now I'm a sponsored athlete. Shout out to uh Gulfstream Pool Services. Yep. So what what's it like? What's it like being on the team? What's it like playing? What uh what's your experience like there? It is fun. A bunch of jokesters on this team. Yeah, it's true. It's man, you think it goes back to thinking you're a good athlete. And I remember my first practice and I was like, man, I have no business being on this team. I'm pretty sure Nick just wanted me on the, be on the team. He needed money or something. I don't know. But I had, these guys are animals. Absolutely. The the ones you dream about being physically, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And they're all so much fun. Mm -hmm. They're all so down to earth. They're all so willing to help. They're all, you know, it's a big family on the team and, you know, you can take pointers from anybody about anything, you know, and it's just fun. It's, you know, the, the team aspect, you know, growing up playing baseball and football, like, it feels like that team again, you know, how you can support the team and how you can contribute to the team. But it's a lot of fun um, playing a little bit more this year. And it, it's stressful right before you're about to get on the grid. But once you finish that, what you're supposed to do, and you're like, I can do this all day. Yeah. Right. So it's a lot of fun, man. I really, really enjoy being on the team. It's super fun, dude. And I'm I'm actually really excited about this upcoming doubleheader we have because you're playing a lot more and we get to use a lot of your specific strengths a lot more than we normally do. You know? Yeah. I'll be, uh, I'll be the one upside down doing the handstand pushups. Yeah. So yeah, I did it in the as one tour or tournament, um, did a lot of handstand pushups and toes to bar. Um, and it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. This is your third season now, right? Third season. Third season. Okay, cool. Second. Like I said, second one, the first one was a red shirt. Yeah. We, we won't take away your eligibility for that right. one. Right. So, but it's been fun each year. It's fun to watch the team, you know, change and grow mm. and just grid grow as well, you know, cause it's so hard to explain what exactly grid is because yeah, i you know i post pictures and stuff like that and people at work are like you know are you on a crossfit team kind of you know but grid's growing you know people are starting to ask me about matches and 
members are starting to be like, Hey, we're going to be there this weekend, you know, kick, you know, kick ass. And, um, so it's definitely growing and it's good to see cause it should, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. Cause it's exciting. It's, it's cool. We got guys and girls competing on the same team. We got people like you and me who are probably not very good athletes right, in comparison right. to some of these other players, oh. but we're able to contribute on the team, which right. is really cool. And it's just the different levels too. Cause I remember the first thing I ever did for this gym, the first competition I ever did was a grid six competition. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. That was like the, you know, the, oh, wow, this is fun. And then the gym versus gym grid, which mm -hmm. was an, you know, absolute, um, you know, great time. And it's just now the sharks and seeing it grow. It's, it's awesome, man. It's good to see. So you, uh, you also compete in a lot of like local competitions, right? Local CrossFit competitions. <laughs> Try to. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have this running joke. Uh, what, did, what did your dad say after that competition we did one time? Yeah, he just, he, I always have to try and tell my dad, I'm, dad, I, I, I'm going to try and be a winner. I need to be a winner. <laughs> He's, you know, it's a running joke and won a couple Cape Classics and I can go, dad, I won, I won. I fi I'm a finally a winner and he's proud of me. He can be proud of me because every other CrossFit competition, I'm in last place. So I get, dad, I just want to make you proud. Like, but it's a good time. I want to I want to talk about some of those competitions no, because we no. have some we have some very fun stories of those. Here we go. Uh, so you and me and Mike Vosdick. Yeah, Thunderdome. Uh, yep. Yeah, shout out, baby Mike. Oh, I miss that guy, uh, Mike. Man. If you're listening, we miss you, dude. Miss you, baby Mike. Um, we competed at Thunderdome right up in Punta Gorda. <clears throat> Another one we had no business competing. In. No business. No business. I. I think I set you guys up. I think I set you guys up. Pretty you tricked me. Yeah, I did. I definitely tricked you guys. I just really wanted to handstand walk in a competition. You've tricked me a lot of times into competitions. Yeah, that's fair. I think Shannon would say the same thing. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. So we had a workout with uh, lunges, right? Lunges. And anyone listening who doesn't know me and Mike, I don't know how that would be possible, but uh, I'm 6'2". How tall are you, Mike? 5'4". There we go. Some so. may say shorter, but my driver's license says 5'4", so that's what I'm going with. So us doing synchronized lunges with weight uh, didn't work out so well. You're screaming at me to slow down. Yeah. Because my legs didn't have to travel <laughs> as far, and you were uh, you were struggling. Well, because it doesn't help that you're like, you're literally like twice as strong as I am, and and your legs are much shorter. So the combination of those two things, right. you were you were just flying. You were yelling. You were yeah. screaming at me. If I could have hit you, I would have. Yeah. If I if I could have reached, I would have I would have struck you with whatever body part would have reached. That that competition that was also the uh, the yoke one where <laughs> you did all the, the ring muscle ups and Fostick was hurt. Yeah. And I stood under the yoke because I knew you were coming from the ring muscle ups to come to the yoke because it was adjusted to your guys' height. And I'm just standing under like showing the crowd. I can't do this. I can't do this. So it's not on me that he's gonna come straight here and do this. And uh, you didn't. You had to do it. No. Everyone was cheering you on. No, it was so funny because we didn't do so good the first day. And we knew we weren't going to do very good the first day. We were aware of that. Yeah. Second day, we were like, all right, this is the stuff we're a little bit better at. And there was this workout with, I don't know, a million ring muscle ups and like 10 miles of the yoke or something. Yeah. Not really that far, but, but pretty very close. Far. And it was like 400 pounds or something, right? Oh, it was heavy. Yeah. So for, you know, for yokes, you put them on your shoulders and you, you walk. walk. And I already said that our height's a little different. And Fosdick, who's also similar to your height. Yeah, so. so 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 baby Mike and I are about the same height. And we decided, okay, we'll we'll leave you out of that. And it'll be just me and baby Mike doing all the yoke. And I was trying to do the ring muscle ups. Yeah, then you and I were <laughs> gonna do the ring muscle ups. And you were still very new. I was. I had probably just gotten a ring muscle up. Like yeah. the first one, okay, I'll do the competition now. So about five minutes before we go out there, baby Mike hurts his back. Yeah, he's got like a long-term back injury. In the warm-up area. Yep, he's just like, nope, can't do it. Can't can't lift anything up. Like he can't bend over. He can't turn his head. And we're like, all right, we'll make this work. This sucks. So we had to either lower the yoke, which, which would have been like a squat for you. Yeah, it would have been a full squat for me at like 400 pounds, which is you know, spoiler alert, not something I can do. <laughs> right. Or I do all the yoke and you you do all the muscle ups, <laughs> and that didn't work out. Yeah. Well, the rings. <laughs> That that was uh that was not my fault. So those who have never experienced ring muscle ups don't go in from the side because here I'm gonna so if you go and you try and grab the furthest ring, you start swinging like a monkey, and I could not stop swinging. 
and you were screaming at me to get down and try again. And I couldn't jump up and reach and grab them. So I had to jump on the rig and try and swing. And then I tried doing a couple while I was swinging and it was an experience. It was fantastic because to your credit at the time, you could probably do like six or seven in a row if you had to, but you swung side to side for about two minutes yeah i couldn't stop swinging i, like I couldn't two. figure out how to stop swinging you you look like a like a chimp like yeah. going back and forth and branches. i'd like let one go and <laughs> hold on to one hoping that one stopped and then i'd try and grab it again and it was <laughs> painful to watch it was really bad to watch uh, and it was embarrassing so that was so great but the good thing is is while i was doing that everybody else was still working out yeah so when you got in the rings everybody else was done <laughs> and cheering us on and so at least no one saw me doing that and laughed but they uh they got a kick out of you doing ring muscle ups going straight into the yoke with me standing underneath it like i can't do this i can't do this yeah i i remember finishing up the last set of ring muscle ups and i didn't understand the time cap i thought we were done i didn't realize we had another three minutes or something like that so i i time it perfectly to finish the last ring muscle up at what i thought was the end time? time cap yeah I finish it and I'm sitting there like kneeling down. And they're like, go back. And I look up and I realize the clock is still going. And I'm like, I'm ah. standing under the yoke pointing yeah. up. Like, yeah, you're, you're like, come on, man. Yeah. But you're all, like I said, you're also hanging out under it. So everyone is aware that you can't do it. Right. This guy, I was pointing to pause. Like, yeah, that guy's a jerk. Not me. That guy. <laughs> so we get back and I hear someone go like, yeah, you got this. And then I pick up the yoke and I hear, what the fuck? <laughs> Because the entire men's RX division was is done. like cheering us it was on. Done. We really had no business being in our RX. <laughs> we had no That's just happened so many times. I remember we thought uh, the slingshot <laughs> would work on the run. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> say it. Say it. So, one of the events you had to, all three of you hold a um, what are they called? The uh, it was like a like a mobility band. Yeah, mobility band. Um, and so we're running, it was what, a half mile, maybe it was all like, together? It was, it was something like that. It wasn't super long. It wasn't super short either. But yeah, I think it was like a quarter mile out, quarter mile back. Um, and, you know, I'm running, I'm running, running. And you're like, get in the, get in the band, get in the band and take off, take off. <laughs> With you and Fostick both holding the back, thinking that that would like, like I was a husky pulling you guys through the snow or something. And I started running and I wasn't moving. I was not moving. And you guys were like, go, go. I'm like, I'm trying. You guys are pulling me. And then we, about 100 meters, were like, yeah, that's probably not going to work. So, because all three people had to touch it. So, yeah. Well, it's funny because I haven't thought about this since then. But then you, Rich, and I basically did the same thing up in St. Pete. That was a fun, that was more enjoyable because you guys did, you know, the swim and, I was just sitting there looking around. So yeah. So for anyone who doesn't, who's listening to this, Mike does this to me a lot. We sign up for competitions, and then he uses his height as a way to get out of doing certain movements. So we competed this one in St. Pete on the beach, and Rich, who's been on the show before too, he's he's a cop as well. He and I are both over six feet, and there was a swim swim run workout, and Mike just goes like, "I'm too short. Yeah, I can't it doesn't go make there. sense for me to swim. You you guys are the swimmers." So Mike, who's the only one of us who really has any cardio, uh, is just chilling on the beach as Rich and I are going out into like five foot deep water. And that was a pretty far run. It was a pretty far I run. I remember thinking like, man, this is a little further than I thought. And it's getting a little bit more gassy than I thought. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I'm the one with the rest. And uh, Rich and I, <laughs> we're like using like, like army combat water training. We're like throwing people out of the way and using, we're grabbing onto them and pulling ourselves. Forward. And then you say you were coming back on the beach <laughs> looking for me. And I'm just standing there like looking at all the nice you know, condos. I'm like, man, I should probably stay in that place when we come back here. And Oh, here they are. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm like, I'm like the kid at the store. You told not to move. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> so yeah. And then I remember, uh, Again, a real common thing. We're in last place. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're running back. And uh, same thing. We had a rope we had to hold. And yeah, all we had three all, of all us three had hold on to that rope. Yep. All three of us had to hold on to the rope. And we're like really far back at this point. Yeah. Like everyone's like, finished and we still have probably another 400 meters. Yeah, like we're, we're so far back that I didn't realize we were 
that far back. Right. Like the rest of the heat was done right. and we couldn't see people anymore. Right. And yeah. clearly we're not going to overtake anyone, yeah. you know? And I remember we're like, all right, well, we lost this one. Let's chalk this one up. And we'd start letting go of the rope. One mm -hmm. of us is holding a rope and people are screaming at yeah. us. They're not holding the rope. Like there's no one behind us. Like, but that's. Yeah, I was, I was the one who let go of the rope. Oops. I, I was the one who let go of the rope and I'm like flexing as we come through, like you know, bragging as right. we're so far People behind. Are freaking People out. People were losing their shit. Right. One of the judges came up to me and they're like, we got to, we got to disqualify you. We got to put you in last place. Okay. I'm like, dude, whatever score you give me is going to be better than what we actually right, got. Right. Like, yeah. And then the, uh, what was another one you tricked me into? Wad for Warriors. Oh my gosh. The one at, uh, the one over at High High Cross. Yeah. Right. That they did that. They did that great uh, charity charity competition. Yeah, and that was that. Every workout was a hero wad. Yeah, so we did four hero wads in a day. Yeah, you tricked me into that one. Yeah, that sucked. I mean, it was a, it was a well run competition. It was. That it was a great competition. It was hard, and I remember you texted me the week before. Hey, man, you want to do this with me? Sure. Didn't know any of the workouts. You know, he's my buddy. I'll I'll go have fun with him. I regret doing that. That was, that took a little bit out of me. That was another one where our, our height discrepancy made things really challenging. Cause remember we had the, um, assault bike workout. Yep. And then we have you and I, who obviously don't sit the same on an assault bike. Right. <laughs> I had to get on it every time. And my knees were like hitting me in the face, every pedal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got, we've had our, and then remember I tried to convince you to do all the burpees at the end and you just told me no. Yeah, you're like, oh, 30 seconds, finish them out. I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, I'll do one more and then your turn. I did, I did that that patented move where I'm like, I did a burst and I'm like, you got the end, man. And yeah. I, I turned around and then all of a sudden you didn't have it anymore. And I was like, ah, shit. Yeah, but it was fun. It was fun. It was just extremely difficult competition. But I feel like that's how they usually go for us. Right. We got one kegs and kegs kilos. Kegs and kilos. Oh, man. Man. The good thing about that is everyone looks like they're dying at kegs and kilos. So we don't stick out as much. That's, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be so hard. Uh. Um, so we've done, we've done a, you know, a ton of events since you've been a member here, right? Like gym events. Mm -hmm. What are, what are some of your, your more favored, more, more enjoyable experiences you've had? Um, I love reindeer games. Yeah. I love reindeer games because for one, the entry fee is a toy. Mm -hmm. So like your entry fees going to a good cause. It's not going to our pocket, your pockets. Yeah, you know, right. It's not going to God knows where we donate like $10,000 right. for the toys every year. It's, right. it's pretty awesome. So this room is packed yeah. with toys, you know? So, you know, it goes to a good charity. It's awesome to see when they come pick it up and seeing the pictures posted, but it's also fun because it's co-ed mm -hmm. it's guy girl. So, um, you get to, struggle with your significant other you know whoever the case may be whichever partner you choose but it's a little bit different you know it's just a little different mm -hmm. it's you know it's it's a lot of fun you know i'm still trying to beat you <laughs> again um rachel we gotta start training now because we can't let that happen again well i gotta find a new partner because what happens is every year i get a partner and then their boyfriend comes and takes him away. Good. And that's I, how it should be. It's horseshit. That's how it should be. But I got to just keep making my way to the top with new partners. Yeah. I'm sure you'll <laughs> recruit just fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love reindeer games. It's a lot of fun. It's well run. Like everyone loves it. You know, you don't see anyone that doesn't have a smile on their mm -hmm. face. You know, mm -hmm. everyone. And most of the time after reindeer games is our Christmas party. Yeah. So you just suffer a little bit in the morning, have fun. By the time you're finished with your last workout, just start drinking. Yeah, you're ready, you're ready to have a great time. Yeah, because the, the Christmas party is always, always a good time. Yeah, that's one of the ones we definitely can't talk about on the podcast. But man, if you're a Shark Bite <laughs> member and this is going to be your first Christmas party, you're going to have a great time. Yeah, you'll definitely, uh, you'll definitely be coming back again. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, I think the open, the way you the work, the open, mm -hmm. the, you know, the teams, it's a lot of fun every year. I always say I'm not doing it again because the workouts are so miserable and you always like invest so much to try and beat the other team. And I'm yeah. like, it's so stressful. And then you get the workout releases and you're like, I hate wall balls. I hate this. I hate that. I'm not doing this. And, but every year you just suck us up <laughs> back in and it's always so much fun. Like at the end, still haven't won yet again, but it's, it's run 
awesome and it's just a great gym event you know and you know of course the cape classic which the past two years i've won yeah no, no big deal that was fun we won that yeah, last no year big deal. that should I become by one rep too. that should be coming up real soon yeah. uh, spoiler alert sorry oh i'm recruiting <laughs> um we i my favorite <clears throat> not my favorite one of my favorite moments of any of the opens we've ever done was here we go yeah you <laughs> you and i are on the same team we needed three podium spots to thruster like and pull to win and there was a thruster and chest bar pull-up workout and i remember thinking i'm way too tall this is not my workout mike's got me we're good i did not have you nope we're going in the same heat i'm realizing i'm kind of dying i'm like oh my god i can probably let off a little bit mike's got this turn around what are you doing mike i'm puking in the trash can <laughs> I am throwing up. There's plenty of pictures taken. I am throwing up my uh, burger and fries that I ate an hour before. Um, yeah, that was not a good one. I remember, and the worst part is, uh, I remember Rachel was judging me. Yeah. That, that worked In out. more ways than one. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I remember I'm getting, you know, I wasn't very good at butterfly at the time. I'm doing strict chest to bar and she's no repping me. I'm like, did you not just see me throw up? Like, come on. And uh, no rep, no rep. And I remember I got down. I'm like, this, uh, screw this workout. I'm like, all right, I'm going to jump up there one more time. And as I'm jumping up, I get a leg cramp. A, a Charlie horse right in my calf. I'm like, this workout's done. I'm done. I'm over. I'm sorry, Nick. But <laughs> uh, that was a fun one. I remember being at the green rig with Aiden <clears throat> and thinking like, all right, Aiden's doing really good. I don't want to put in the amount of work I need to do to beat him. Mike's got me. And I turned around and I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I was throwing up. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But it was fun. Yeah. So it was a good time. I So anyone listening to this who doesn't know, again, Mike and I are like best friends. So we, right. this is friendly shit talking. But right. like, I think you might have like the most lovable personality of anyone at this gym. Really? Seriously. I've never been told that. I Dude, I'm dead serious, man. I, I think if we were to... I'm never going to do this because I'm sure a bunch of people would be unhappy. But if we did like a most favorite person at the gym, yeah. I have a hard time believing you're not right at the top of that list. Oh, man. Well, I, I try, but, you know, I just like having a good time. I don't take things seriously, you know. Life's too short to take things seriously or get offended, you know. And that's what the issue is now these days. And just everybody gets so triggered. So mm. one way around that is joke, you know. Joke. I'm going to joke with you. You can make fun of me. I'm probably the most made fun of person at this gym as <laughs> yeah, well. That's for sure. Both social media wise, <laughs> in person to my face by everyone, literally everyone. I've never met people before. And they're like, Hey man, I heard you suck at thruster or yeah. Thrusters and chest bar. I'm like who the, what, who are you? But yes, I do. You know, and it's, I always give coaches a hard time too. Yeah, that's you know, true. That's I, true. I love giving every coach a hard time and, if I'm in your class, you're going to know it. And, you know, just try and take the edge off the terrible workout we're going to get. And I complain a lot. And but, you know, it's it's all fun. It's all fun and games. You know, you got to socialize. And that hour we're here, make the best of it. You know? Yeah, I, I know that, like, um, <clears throat> especially when you were newer, before we knew each other super well, I remember being a little worried because, you know, you're young, you're in shape. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a demographic of young in shape dudes who are not like friendly, right? You know, they're a little too like over testosterone, right, you know, right, yeah. put, put them in a class with people who are older or women or people who aren't in the same level of fitness. And like a lot of times they just don't fit in, you know, right, right. They're, they're too busy being overly competitive. And I was a little worried about that when you first joined and uh, I couldn't have been more wrong. Right. You know, yeah. man, I, I'm the worst sore loser, <laughs> but if you beat me. I will congratulate you for being me. You know, and that's the way it should be. You know, I'm I'm a terrible sore loser. I'm an extremely competitive ass Rachel. Um, but have fun with it, you know. There's there's no reason we're not at the CrossFit games doing right. it for three hundred thousand dollars, you right. know. We're doing it for an hour to make fun of each other on Sugarwad, you yeah, know. Yeah, totally. Or right, on right, social right. media, you know. Uh but it's a lot of fun, man. And I'm not for everyone, but the people that get to know me realize that it's all fun and games and I'm not I don't mean any harm by, you know, the jokes or, and I could take it too. If you want to give it to me, I'll, I'll cry about it, but I'll take it. <laughs> I'll but, take it. Yeah. My, one of my, 
<clears throat> I've said this a bunch of times now. I'm saying another one. One of my favorite things about Mike at the gym was about an eight month period where everybody would wait until you put your score in and then lift 0.5 pounds more than you did. I don't think that's so much funny. As and you would just, you would just shoot down the leaderboard yeah, every day. Just everybody would get 0.5 or one pounds more. It's a their... real funny game that they like <laughs> to play. Cause you know, I usually am at 5 a.m. So yeah. I, the only thing I really have to go off of is like Omar, you know, yeah. I love working out with Omar. And uh, so I don't know if I should push myself more. What's good. You know, I don't want to hurt myself at 5 a.m. I literally just rolled out of bed. Do yeah. I really want to go back squat 415 pounds, you know? And then I just watch the leaderboard and 930 goes. I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh, that's weird. That's so weird. Four o'clock. Then the. The crew comes in, you know, the, the yeah. Shannons and yeah. the Rudys, yeah. and they think it's so funny to put half a pound. I didn't even know we had half a pound. <laughs> like, that's not that's not accessible to me. I can't do that. It's hidden somewhere, and I don't know where. Yeah, we won't tell you. And, uh, and it got to the point where just a couple workouts ago, Rudy did it right in front of my face. Yeah. He, we're doing deadlifts, and he's like, you can go first, man. I'm like, oh, that Rudy, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> And uh, Shannon's there witnessing and snickering in the back. I'm like, what's this guy laughing about? Nothing. Just go, man. We're on a time limit. <laughs> and uh, so we're lifting, we're lifting. We get to like 400 some pounds, whatever. <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Because the workout deadlifts or something. I'm not going any heavier. And Rudy's like, you're done. You sure you're done? Yeah, I'm done. Literally runs <laughs> before the time cap. Gets half pound player, two and a half pound plates, puts them on each side just so he can try it. You know, yeah. and oh, but, I, I was here for that. That was fantastic. Yeah. yeah it was, I'm like, you, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. What's cool is that, you know, we have the three gyms now, mm -hmm. and it's people who don't know you are jumping in on this game. Like, it's, people at the Fort Myers and Naples gyms are like, oh, what do you get? I'm going to do 135.5. Right. right. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun. It's hurts my feelings. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's all fun games. I, I love watching people do better than me. Like, yeah, same. Like as, as you know, as much as I, I am a, comp you know, competitor, I love competition. I love, you know, growing up, I love beating my sister and everything and mm. making sure she knew I was better at that than her. You know, as much as I love that, you know, you grow up and you start getting happy for other people. And so I do love watching people that struggle with a weight and then try it and, you know, whether it's more than I can lift and getting it, you know? Mm. And so it's just part of the community and it's, it's all fun and games. And well, I think there's an expiration date on only being happy if you do well, you know, mm -hmm. like, cause at some point you'll stop doing well right. because you, you know, there is an amount you can't lift more. There's an right. amount faster you can't go. Right. But when you're happy for other people's success, that's like unlimited, right. you know, cause right. it'll always come. You'll always find more people you can be right. happy for if that actually makes you happy. Right. And I, I love watching people that are fantastic at things do the things they're fantastic at. I always tell Rachel, real recognizes real. So like, I love watching Rudy do deadlifts or, yeah. you know, I love, I loved watching Tyler work out. I loved watching, you know, people that are good masters at things, learning from them, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I love watching you barbell cycle. I love learning from that. You know, I love watching Val work out as frustrating as it is. Uh, but she's just an animal yeah, and yeah. you know, it's just, I came in to do a workout with her one time and I'm going to smoke this chick. Like, what do you mean? And she destroyed me. And ever since then, I love watching, you know, her compete, watching her workout. Um, same thing with Rachel. I love watching Rachel gymnastics. Yeah. Right. Cause gymnastics. they're just, they're just so good. Right. Tiffany doing gymnastics, yep. just so fluid and you can learn from that. And I love watching them succeed in things, you know, so. Do you remember the workout, uh, you, me and Valerie, coach Val down in Naples were running. Yeah. That's the work I'm yeah, talking about. We take off on a run Yeah, and Val isn't used to this, but you and I are just talking shit the whole way. And she goes, how are you guys talking right now? And I was like, Valerie, because we're not very good athletes. We're not so good runners. This is no. going to end real fast right, for us. Right. You're going to keep this pace up. We're not, right. you know? But, uh, yeah, I remember that was the one I was all salty about was, uh, running lunges and kettlebell swings, double or, unders or something like that. Some, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
and she destroyed both yeah. of us. And she's gonna yeah. she's gonna be doing that to us for years, bro. We better just get used to it. So, but it's all fun and games, you know. Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses, and I I love watching people um, improve on their weaknesses. You know, that's probably my favorite thing. And but I also love when you're fucking when you're good at something. I love watching you do what you're good at. You know, and just learning from you, and mm. you know, it's fun. So, you know, you've you like me have made this a very important part of your life, right? It's yeah. not, not just like the fitness, right? Like this is the place we go to hang out with our friends and right. meet people and pull experiences from, right? Like mm. for a lot of people starting in a gym is, is like a scary experience, right? Mm -hmm. And understandably, cause it's new, like new, right. new stuff is scary. What would you, what would you tell somebody you've, you've been doing this a while now? What would you say to someone who was afraid to come in or, or nervous about it or anxious? Just do it. Just do it. Like just walk in the door. Mm. Like, all those nerves are going to come with you as soon as you talk to the first person. I was nervous when I, I thought I was in the best shape of my life. And I'm like, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to light this place on fire, you know? And I still had that confidence and I was still nervous when I walked in. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I started talking to you, it went away. You know, you just do it. You know, anything you're uncomfortable with, as soon as you do it and the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. Whether it's, you know, social interactions with people, you know, some people might be great athletes, but they don't socially interact with people. Well, you know, just come, you mm -hmm. know, just come do it. You know, some people want help, but don't know how to ask, you know, just come. You got plenty of coaches here that will help you, you know, um, start sooner. I wish I would have known about CrossFit back in high school. I wish I would have done CrossFit all through college. And, uh, it's one of those things that you hear about in the stigma. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, I was going to ask you about that next. Right. You know, the stigma, even like right now, you know, at the PD, all these guys that are bro lifters, you know, just what I used to do. And they have the stigma with CrossFit, like, Oh, I'm not doing CrossFit. Ugh, like, yeah, that's right, underneath right. me. Like, you know, it was the same way in the army. Yeah. Right. That's just underneath me. Okay. Come here and I'll put a girl against you and I guarantee you she will destroy you. Yeah. Like, right. And, some people need that, you know, uh -huh, some uh -huh. people need that wake up call where, uh, I just got my ass kicked by a female and I'm this big alpha macho prideful guy that is on the SWAT team. Who's a sniper. Who's doing this, who's killed, you know, whatever the case may be, but she just beat me in a workout. Uh -huh. Okay. She's doing something, you know, I need to start doing what she's doing or what everyone here is doing. So I think as soon as, if you have that stigma or you hear that stigma or whatever, it's nothing like that at all. It's nothing like that. It's a big family. Everyone wants you to do good. Everyone wants you just to leave each day, just 1% better. And that's, I, I honestly truly believe everybody wants everyone to succeed. Even though Rudy and Shannon say they love when I'm unhappy and they hate when I'm happy. Uh, you know, even, even that you hear all this smack talking, but as long as they leave here 1% better, I'm happy for them, you know? Yeah. And uh, just come in, just do it. You know, it's whatever the case may be, just come in and just talk. Uh, that was perfect. Uh, all right. One last question. It's very important. Oh, boy. Very important question. So we do this thing here every month. Mm -hmm. It's called Committed Club. How... How have you not won Committed Club yet? This is a very frustrating topic, Nick. Mm -hmm. This is a really, really frustrating topic. I mean, we can't, if, if you're not watching the video version, Mike's getting very uncomfortable right now. Because, let me tell you, and I just had this topic with, or this talk with Rachel, too, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, we were talking about how much I work out and how much I come here. And I'm like, I'm not rarely ever there. She's like, I can literally see how many times you check in. You're always the top one. <laughs> You've been to the gym more times than anyone else in the gym. So you do work. I'm like, no, that's not true. It makes me so mad that she told you that because I was going to drop that on you right now. Yeah. She's like, you, you can, I, I'm like, well, that's not true. She's like, that's not an opinion. That's a fact. I can pull it up. I'm like, well, so what? And, but how I don't win committed club, if I'm here almost every single day, Sometimes I back in, used to do twice a day back in the day yeah. when I didn't care about my body. Um, but how can I not win this? 
How has Melissa Mears won twice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. And the thing is, I see the jar. You guys put the names in. Yeah. And me and Shannon are going to go through those and make sure mine's in there. It's there. I, I, prom- I made the last one. I promise it was there. I, I don't believe you. I don't <laughs> believe you. I feel like this is now a Jim, uh, you know, Mike can't win. Yeah. And I feel like it's like if the, you know, the Cubs won the World Series or, you know, the world's not going to be the same once I win. So, so maybe we have to continue you not winning for that reason. Right? I, I don't know how much more pride can take. I, I'm so upset that Rachel told you that because I was totally going to drop that on you right now that you definitely have the number one check-ins in, in 2020 and 2021. And I still have still how, how, do I, how? How does that happen? It's, it's just an anomaly of statistics. I don't, I don't know how it's possible. Me neither. And it's really not cool. It's really not cool, even though Steve thinks it's really funny. Yeah. But it's not. It's not. It's, it's something I have to win. Our job here is to give the people what they want. And the people don't want you to win. So Who are the people? The I people. Wanna, I want to know exactly who besides Steve and everyone else who likes the comment, the smirk <laughs> comments you put on Facebook that says, and the committed club winner is not Michael Cintron. And then you tag me in it. So then I have to watch it. Because I think I might have won, and you're just messing with me. And then you get the alerts for everybody who comments on it. Yeah, and the people who I thought were my friends are also happy that I did not win. <laughs> and it's it's just a big, 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 you know, cesspool of just depression for me. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're, whatever. You're it's welcome. all fun. I'm going to win one day. Uh, if I have my say, you won't. So, uh, Mike, thanks very much for doing this, man. Yeah, man. Thank of you. Of course. I had a uh, blast. Um, I look forward to many more years of, of you coming in here. Absolutely. Uh, me tricking you into CrossFit competitions. Yeah. Va- vacations that, coming up. Yeah. Vacations that we will not talk about on the podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to this, who hasn't checked it out, just do it. Just do it. I promise you, I guarantee you your life will change for the better. If you just do it. I agree. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. um, thanks buddy. Yeah, man. Of course. All done. All right, thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.